This episode of Warp 5 is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for your smartphone, tablet, or desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Also, help us keep Star Trek discussion coming to you each day by becoming a Trek FM patron through Patreon. Get access to exclusive content and become part of the team. You'll find all the details at patreon.com slash trekfm. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash trekfm. Hi, I'm Anthony Montgomery, Ensign Travis Mayweather on Star Trek Enterprise, and you're listening to Trek FM. How we doing, Trip? Ready when you are. Prepare for warp. Course laid in, sir. Request permission to get underway. Welcome, boomers, to another episode of Warp 5, Trek FM's dedicated enterprise show. I'm your host, Floyd Dorsey, and I have with me, once again, the host of Melodic Treks, Brandon Shea Mutala. Brandon, I gotta say, you might as well just pull up a cot on the bridge here. You you are being the, a great regular guest for Warp 5. I'm having fun. But I gotta say, I'm glad this is not a video podcast, because I just took a drink of my juice, and I just spilt it, like, all over my shirt. That's not some weird Star Trek joke. I actually spilled half my juice on my shirt, so it smells good over here, though. That could be, you know, that that could have been actually kind of funny, you know, because Kirk, he liked to drink coffee on the bridge in the styrofoam cup, you know, mm-hmm. what what happened? Space cup. Exactly. With the gray, <laughs> painted gray, you know, and Archer, I don't remember, I can't, I don't remember right off if he was ever drinking anything, you know, I know, I know. Captain Janeway like to drink the coffee, you know, but what happens if they hit a bump, you know, and it spills it on you and you're talking to a dignitary, you know, so you just interplanetary gotta... incident bombs are flying everywhere. No, it's no terrible. kidding. Especially with yeah. Janeway. Cause I just see her as cussing like a sailor myself, but you know, not Archer, not, not Archer. Well, Cisco's got the rack to Gino, man, that would leave a stain. Right. Yeah. I could see, I could see Hoshi over there doing the editing on Archer, you know, beeping all, beeping it all out. <laughs> So, Brandon, you actually had uh, the idea that you wanted to come aboard. You uh, missed an earlier episode of Warp 5 where we had talked about favorite moments. So uh, tell everybody what we're going to be doing tonight. Based on our intro, you'd think we'd be talking about beverages in the, in the Warp 5 universe, but we're not. And laundry, laundry detergent, future laundry detergent. Laundry, right? Future laundry detergent. Right. I'd like to talk about future gain. <laughs> um <laughs> No, we're actually going to talk about our. I'm going to. I totally ripped this idea off from Voyagers to the Journey. So, uh, but I like, yeah, let's do a let's do an episode top five. So we're going to do a top five Enterprise moments from the whole series, all seven seasons of Enterprise. Uh, yeah, we we have seven seasons. There are in our seven. head. We we wrote like three more seasons. It's you know for forget about forget about the four lights thing. We've got seven seasons. There are there seven are seasons. Seven seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, let's let's go ahead and get going. We'll do a top five overall, stretching all the way from Broken Bow all the way to These Are the Voyages. So Brandon, there's go probably not going to be one from These Are the Voyages. Oh, okay. Well, we'll we'll keep everyone in suspense for in as, suspense. as long as we can. We don't know as well. We didn't tell each other our our top five here. No, nope. uh, we so it's all secret. So so uh, I'll go first. So one of my top five. This is going to be in no particular order though. Um, I got to say, one of my favorite moments in all of Enterprise, uh, you might have to help me with episode titles, happens in the uh, the second episode of the Augments arc in season four. Okay. When Archer, maybe it's the start of the third one, when Archer blows that gasket or whatever and shoots himself into space and then gets beamed into the ship and he's like all frozen. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. So Cold Station 12 was the second one. And then the augments was the third episode. Yeah, that, I think that was at, right at the teaser of the third one. Then, yep, yeah, that was great. Uh, Arch Ar, and Archer sickle for a moment there, you know. Yeah, it was so, like we hadn't seen anything like that before. You know, we we had the one in Broken Bow when he was running and they beamed him, but this to beam him out of space. I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. So it was a pretty pretty original idea. Yeah, we hadn't like we hadn't got to see that in our, in. Star Trek yet. So, yeah, that that was definitely interesting. I know when I got to that that I I it it I guessed what was going to happen, but I couldn't wait to see what it looked like. So, that's mm-hmm. a good choice. Uh for my first choice, I actually went to season 3 and I chose North Star. So, yeah, every whenever I see season 3, everyone thinks Zindi, 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 but I actually picked thinking of the episode that doesn't really have anything to do with the Zindi. It's just stuck there in the middle as an island in the middle of season three. Uh, but Archer as a cowboy in the saloon, man, that is mixing Western with Star Trek. You can't, that's, that's just hitting all the right spots for me. I mean, that that's, that's pushing all the right buttons. That's checking all the right boxes. And then just the way that Archer played that scene with his back to the outlaw guy. And that, that was cool. Yeah, that's pretty, it's, it's a, Interesting episode to throw in the middle of the arc. Like I remember reading, I think it was an interview somewhere, and they were they had told the writers that they wanted them to write um one-shot stories in the middle of this arc and nobody had done it yet. And so like the person that ended up writing this one, he was the first one to come up with a with a solo story in it, right? So they went with it for the Cindy arc. Oh, I like it. You know, the callback to the uh the original series where they they meet up with at the OK Corral or partial OK Corral, yeah, I I really liked it. So and we'll actually be talking about that specifically when we get to the uh, season three retrospective. So what's your next choice, Brandon? Okay, I, this might be an odd one, but uh, zero hour, right at the end of zero hour when that when that alien Nazi comes out from underneath the light and you see this gray skin and these red eyes, I remember watching that live the first time and I'm like, what the heck just happened? So I, I, I don't, I don't mind the, uh, the way they started off season four that much with Stormfront. Like it's weird, but, uh, that cliffhanger I, definitely had me going for the summer. I'm like, where, what now? Where are they taking this? This is crazy. Yeah. That, that was, that was nice. You know, and, and it kind of, you know, if any any of our listeners are Doctor Who fans, that kind of reminded me of Doctor Who, you know, Doctor Who episode. You know, he opens the door and where are they? 
you know, and it was a surprise. It definitely caught me by surprise. That's for sure. I'm not much for Doctor Who. I, I, you know, I tried watching Doctor Who, and maybe I did it wrong, right? But I like downloaded all of them from the beginning, and I was trying to watch from the first Doctor, right? You mean like <laughs> you mean like series one, like black and white series one? Yeah. Oh no, I started at number nine. You know the, mo- so the modern, is that like the, the modern f- reboot or the modern restart and the first one with the Ecclestein is his name. Yep. And is that a good place to start? Yeah, I mean, I I went through season one. I barely got through it, but boy, when I got to season two, it was all about it. But we're talking about Enterprise, and that's an inter- this is an Enterprise <laughs> show, and we'll talk about that doc- on that Doctor Who show that we probably will do later. Um, so yeah, my next choice is actually when the Romulan ship appears in Minefield. That was oh, nice. awesome. The The design of the Romulan ship was so slick. That is so cool. And the way it shimmered when it came back in. And we actually discussed on a previous Warp 5 how maybe that might not have been cloaking technology. It could have actually been the holographic technology that they were using in the Season 4 uh, United Einar, uh, the Babel 1 arc, basically. So, yeah, man, that ship has got some nice curves on it, I got to say. Romulan <laughs> <laughs> ship's got some nice curves. Yep. So, I didn't, I, I looked very traditional. I guess traditional is not the word I'm looking for. It looked very honoring the original series design of the Birds of Prey, you know, with the green color and whatnot, and the way that the wings were upswept. You know, it looked a lot like what you, what you saw in uh, Balance of Terror. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's such a cool episode. I like that one a lot. Okay, my third choice here. I'm going to have to go with... uh, I'm pretty sure it's from Damage here. So, right at the end, that final shot. It's either from Damage or it's from Azadi Prime. But it's like that last shot of the episode. When the Enterprise is just like beaten all to heck. And it's it's just floating away. Right, just the way that that shot is, I think that's one of the best ends of an episode in the whole in the whole run of the show. Well, some boomers might be listening to this thinking that that was like a a worse moment, like that's a crying moment, a sad moment. You know, we're we're seeing our ship is completely torn to pieces here. But I, I get what you're saying because it was it was actually cool. And you're sitting there thinking, how in the world are they ever going to get out of this? Yeah, exactly. It's like, what's going to happen next? We've got how many episodes left in this season-long arc, and this ship is just floating wreck. Like, it is so broken, the reset button is broken. You know, like, you can't even press the reset button and fix this thing in an instant. So, You know what's even, what else is broken on it? The bow. It's got a broken bow. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice, nice call out on that. (laughs) Um, But my next episode... My or my next favorite moment is the uh, the opening to similitude. So, little bit of a shock when you see the funeral of what appears to be Trip Tucker. So, spoilers on that for you boomers that haven't seen season three. You need to hurry and get on that season three. But um, yeah, when it the camera pans and we see we see Tucker in the uh, torpedo tube or the tor- the torpedo uh, coffin, I guess. I'm not sure what, what we would call it, the hole. Um, that was shocking. And then, you ha- then you're then you going to see, like, I-, I can't remember how much farther back it goes or if it even tells you if it goes back, but it's one of those, like, you know, two weeks before, you know, or something like that. And 
boy, that was a shocking moment for me. Do you think it would have worked? The episode would have worked as well had they not done that teaser. Um, I don't, I thought it was very interesting. I mean, that's definitely that's a hook for sure because Trip at that time, you know, he's he's looking like a favorite character. I mean, people liked like he they liked uh, that character. And I, I gotta say, I, I didn't know when I was watching it the first time I was watching it completely blind. I, I was watching it on Netflix, but I didn't look up anything. I didn't look to see how things turned out or anything. So it was a shock to me. I was watching it just like it was on first run. Yeah. I don't know that it would have worked as well had they not done it as that teaser. I normally don't like that type of storytelling where they're like, oh, in two weeks earlier it happened. Like they did that in that second or third episode of season three as well when the episode just starts with like T'Pol screaming and and, and whatnot. Oh, and right. In other shows as well. Like I don't know that I really like that type of storytelling uh, trope where it's this happened and then here's the crazy shocking climax of the episode. Now let's go back and tell you how, what how happened. How did we get there? Right. How did we get there? Yeah. I'm not sure that I'm a big fan of that, but I think it does work in similitude uh, very, very well. Okay, number four for me. In a Mirror Darkly, part one, when those main titles come in, right? When they decided to switch up those main titles, man, I'm like, yes, they are having fun with it, and I love it. So, like, just the way that they shot and those strafing runs of the ship blowing stuff up, and, and uh, you know, they have, like, what do they have, like, that united earth flag that they put on or whatever it was like the bad guy flag and right cannons going off on these ships and everything. i don't know just it was perfect they were totally having a good time with it and uh they didn't care right and also kind of it <laughs> reminded me of bread and circuses it's from original series where they were at the roman planet and they were yep. doing the tv and they had the the ads and they had the uh special uh event you know, on the television. And that's kind of what that reminded me of. It's like they're bragging about all the stuff they've been doing. And then the flag ends up, the banner ends up coming down on the screen, you know, and I, I, I agree. That was pretty awesome. I have to rewind that sometimes when I'm going through a rewatch just to watch the opening scene to that. Oh, it's beautiful. It's so priceless. And the music, (laughs) the music's awesome too. Yeah. That's, that's great. Dennis McCarthy and Kevin Kiner. Yep. So I actually, um, went, uh, we did a season one favorite moments uh, a few months ago and I've, I've got to come back to it. I know everybody probably knows what I'm going to say. It was uh, strange new world, the campfire scene, you know, with uh, Mayweather telling the ghost story and them actually camping out under the stars, looking back at earth and our soul system being a distant star in the sky. I thought that was so cool and just opened up so many imaginations. Of course, the later on after the campfire scene, we get the spore situation, and that's not so cool. So, I just like to think about the campfire scene on that. Yeah, it's a it's a good one. Yeah, you were mentioning that's your favorite episode of Enterprise when we did the commentary there for Broken Bow. You'd mentioned that's your favorite because it reminds you of your family and your your grandparents. You were saying. Yep. And that that Excellent. campfire scene and just being in the woods, and that was that was exactly what I did. I pretended like I was on an alien planet. And it had a lot of woods, and it looked a lot like southeastern Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Not too far from Broken Bow, actually. Right on. Where, where are you living right now? I live in Dallas. Dallas. Okay. Yep. Right when I'm not aboard the Enterprise, I have my home port is Dallas. Okay, you ready for, uh, ready for number five? Number five. All right, what you got? So this one, it's tough to try and narrow it down to this one from this episode, but because I love the episode so much, but uh, I think everybody knows out there that I'm going to pick uh, Future Tense. But um, 
you know, there's so many great moments in this episode for me because this is my favorite. But I think the first time that we hear the Tholian voice is probably my favorite part of that episode. That that scratchy, weird sound. And then the way that the voice comes in and it's just like, Jonathan Archer. And like just the way that it talks, the way that the Universal Translator or whatever it is is kind of working. And I don't know. I love it because it, it, it sounds so cool. <laughs> Yep, I agree. Yeah, getting getting to see Thulians and just and then later in that you get to see the ships. Oh man, and they they're looking like a wolf pack when they after they've attacked the uh, Vulcan cruiser and they turn and they head toward them. Oh man, that was so cool. Yep, they actually that episode actually has a lot of good moments. But yeah, yeah that's but a good, I can good only choice. pick one. Why why can't this be top five moments from Future Tense? Let's let's scratch this and just do <laughs> top five moments. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we will do Top that. Top five we'll come, future tense moments. Yeah, we'll come back. We did a commentary. We might as well just go, you know, we'll do the highlight reel of f- future tense. This will be, there's like a, I was searching online and there's a podcast out there that spends like 20 or 30 minutes on like small sections of Star Trek 2. So they've done like 60 episodes just on Star Trek 2. I can't remember the name of it. I was searching it. I'm just like, that's crazy. Wow. So. I like that movie, but wow, that would I don't want to. I don't want to watch it too closely. I'll pick it apart too much. You yeah. Know, I, I need to. I need to stand back from it a little bit. So starting so, next week, we're going to do part one of sixty on future tense. <laughs> we're going to do a sixty-part episode of analyzing this. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh, so my fifth pick uh, is from season four, and I have to say, you know, just thinking about season four, there are there are so many moments that I could choose out of season four, but. If I was going to choose one, it would be from the Inner Mirror Darkly, and it would be where the Constitution-class ship is flying next to the NX-01. That is awesome. Like that's, that's some get down off of the couch, on, you know, get closer to the TV so you can make sure you're seeing this just right moment. So what do you think about that? Uh, I need that shot in like 9 million P. What are they? <laughs> 9 million P resolution. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, it is so sweet. Yeah, yeah. To see the uh, Constitution class right there with the NX-01, you know, oh, man, it's, that's the thing of beauty. That's some good stuff. I'm surprised with how many I picked from the later season. Like, all of them here are, like, are basically from uh, from season three and four, you know. Right. I tried so. to mix mine up a little bit. You know, I mean, I could have gushed about First Flight, which we, we talked a bit about a couple of episodes ago. Um, just anytime Carradine throws a shot back, you know, or just comes in and gives Archer a hard time, that's a good moment. Uh, Shran, you know, just any anytime, you know, Shran's all the way through the whole series. Any, you know, just pick one out for Shran. I can tell you that's a good moment. So those are your uh, runners up then? Yeah, yeah. Just you can just throw just throw a dart at it. Anything you hit with Shran on it, that's a good moment. That's a good runner up. I gotta say, for a runner up, I'd probably throw in there. Um, what I, I, you know, I'm I'm. My episode titles I'm, and which ones are which with Enterprise, I'm not as good as. Uh, like, I, I've seen them all a couple of times, but I'm just not as good with them. I think it's from uh, Divergence. Uh, is that the one where uh, Trip's gone over to the Columbia? Um, is that Affliction and Divergence? That's I, not Demons and Terra Prime that he's on that, is it? No. I'm looking, and I believe you're right. So yeah, you're, are you going to say the, uh, the part you where know he goes it. from... Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> when he goes from the one ship to the other. Yeah, and yeah. it's the shot of the two ships, like the one upside down underneath it. Like it's so cheesy, but it's so cool, you know. Like yeah. it's just, it's I don't know, it's I don't know why I like it so much, but it's a cool shot. So that's like that's my runner up, I think. Very good. That's a good one. Yeah. Don't look down. Don't look sideways. Just look straight down that line and keep going, man. <laughs> Excellent. Right on. Very good. So, um, did you, um, that was, that's your, um, that's my list. That's my top five moments. So just as a refresher here. So my top five moments from uh, Star Trek Enterprise is the uh, Archer Frozen Transport uh, from uh, Cold Station 12, I think it is. Uh, the red-eyed Nazis coming into the light from Zero Hour. Uh, the damaged ship in Azadi Prime right at the very end. The main titles from In a Mirror Darkly. And the first time we hear the Tholian voices in, ep- in the episode Future Tense. And uh, did you write yours down? Because I got them written down here. Yes, I've got it. I've got uh, Archer as a cowboy. You know, bellied up to the bar in North Star. I've got the Romulan ship appearing in Minefield. Such a good uh, shot. <laughs> the sacrifice, the sacrifice of Sim in Similitude. The campfire scene in Strange New Worlds, and the original Constitution class flying right next to the NX-01 in In a Mirror Darkly series. So, You're a better fan than I am. You got something from every season there. I cheated. I cheated. I tried. I actually tried that. Very good. So, yeah, uh, talking favorite moments of Enterprise is not the only thing we've been talking about here on Trek FM. So here's what else you may have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on Trek.FM, Standard Orbit. Don't watch any of the extras on the first disc because they're all duplicated over the second disc. So then that way you can just watch them in order and not have to worry about, oh, well, let me skip this one because I watched it on the first disc and do all that. Wait, to clarify, they have all the special features in column A on one disc, and then all the special features of column A plus column B on a second disc? That is correct. That makes no <laughs> sense to me at all. <laughs> I know, I'm, I was very confused when I sat down to watch it. Melodic Treks. Matter? I bury nowhere. Oh, it's painful. I don't know. You no, snowing me? Not. You snowing like, me? People just saying Remus and blah, blah. I felt myself falling asleep. I felt like it was my parents were telling me a good night story where you were giving me that track listings there. That, like, Does it still it, McFly? That's, that's one of my favorite ones. Stage 9, a podcast about the people who make Star Trek. Within about... 15 seconds you texted me back dr giggles we have to do dr giggles and my question for you is yes why did we absolutely have to do dr giggles saturday morning trek and all these things just brought in more and more people who thought they were alone and they found each other and they made their clubs and they then they made conventions and that just that's what the 70s were about was getting Star Trek back and finding each other. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. Check out these shows and find out what we're talking about in your favorite corner of the Star Trek universe. You can find us on iTunes, TuneIn, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you visit our website at Trek.fm, you can grab the RSS link or download the MP3 file. And if you're an Apple user, please hit that subscribe button. That helps us out greatly in visibility. And also, while you're there, leave us a rating and a star review. Another way you can help us 
keep all of our shows coming to you each week is become a patron of the network on Patreon. If you visit patreon.com slash truckfm, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash truckfm, you can find all of our current goals and milestone contribution levels. We are a listener-supported network, so every little bit helps. You can get in on the ground floor and do a $1 a month, and that would help us so much. You can do $5 a month and get access to the patron zone. And if you bump it up to $15 a month, you actually get access to the patrons roundtable. And, just and I just little- want to say there before we go too far. So I've been working hard at getting that patron zone up and running again good. So we've been trying to add some exclusive content onto there and uh, some deleted scenes and things like that. We're trying to get episodes up early for people. Um, and I know that we haven't in the past, but we've got the roundtables and they're starting to get released with frequency now as well. And uh, the roundtable is a fun way. Either Aaron Harvey or myself will be hosting once a month uh, a roundtable round where we pick, kind of pick a generic topic and we just have a, a podcast discussion just like Floyd and I are having right now. And uh, and then we release it in the feed. And so you, you're basically you're on your very own podcast. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And we have a lot of different topics. We've talked about you know, the episodes of the movies. We did a commentary for uh, The Cage, or not The Cage, sorry, for uh, um, The Man Trap uh, for the 50th anniversary there. So that was a lot of fun, and that'll be, uh, well, by the time this is dropped, it'll be in the master feed. And, uh, yeah, so we're just, we're trucking along, and we're trying to get that bonus content for for our patrons who we appreciate greatly. Yep, and we we thank you so much, all patrons and all listeners of Trek FM, and if you can help us out, we sure would appreciate it. You can find all the details at patreon.com slash trekfm. And if you want to wear your Trek FM fandom, you can find great Trek FM themed merchandise at the trekfm.store. I know um, birthdays and uh, holidays come around and you want to slip that, uh, that gift list to your significant other or family member. So remember the Trek FM store and you can show everyone that you are a Trek FM listener and a fan of maybe we can get a warp five t-shirt on there i would i wouldn't mind having that i've got a warp five mug so i need to get a t-shirt for sure can i get one that has like my top five moments from future tense on it nice (laughs) i know what you want you want the connie with the nx01 picture that's the one you want on a big which one the the one with the the constitution class with the nx01 next to each other right (laughs) yes yes i do yeah there you go high def a high def picture of it on a blanket there you go so, yeah, if you'd like to get in touch with us here at Trek FM, you can always find us on trek.fm slash contact. Look on the show, sidebar on the show page, or you can go to speakpipe.com slash trek.fm. You can also contact us through Twitter at trek.fm, Facebook at facebook.com slash trek.fm, or you can find us in the Babel Conference. Type the Babel Conference, B-A-B-E-L, into the search field on Facebook, or go to our website at trek.fm and click discussion on the menu bar. So, thank you again, Brandon, for this topic, I know you uh, you wanted to talk some favorite moments here. You missed out on the season one favorite moments, but we uh, we'll circle back around to some of these, I'm sure, as we get we keep going through the show. Mm-hmm. So, so thank you so much. Hey, you're welcome. I had a good time. So if anyone wants to come in and talk to you about uh, alternate openings to series or TV shows, how can they get in touch with you? 
Well, my preferred method of communication is Tholian. Uh, so if you could just squeal at me, that would be great. Um, you can squeal at me on the Babel Conference. Every once in a while, I poke my head up. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Brandon Metella, And you can find me here on the network with new episodes of Melodic Treks. And Floyd, where can people find you when you're not camping out with your family in Broken Bow? <laughs> or on another planet, looking back, wondering where Broken Bow is. Yeah, you can actually find me on in the Babel Conference, the Trek FM listeners page on Facebook. Uh, that's definitely the best place to find me is Facebook. And I pop my head in there every once in a while, and I surely love getting in on those great Star Trek conversations. So, Boomers, thank you again for listening, and join us again next time for another episode of Warp 5. <laughs> <laughs>